Hello, everybody. Hello, party people. Welcome to the Guilt Free Podcast. With Sophia and me. <laughs> yep. We have a very special guest on today, which honestly might be my favorite guest that we've had so far. I think so, too. I might be jumping the gun here because we haven't talked to them yet, but I just, I can feel it in my bones. I wanted to... A first. A first, if you know what I mean. Uh, I just want to make sure that everyone rates us five stars, nothing less. If and you're nothing gonna... more. Oh, you can't do more. <laughs> but uh, if you don't rate us five stars, just don't rate us at all, please. <laughs> just leave it alone just leave it alone you don't have to do anything and make sure you're subscribed to our youtube channel thank you please and thank you (laughs) please and thank you okay let's uh let's get lovely sparkles okay so we are having a furry a member of the fur community on today Mm -hmm. and he is a hyena Mm -hmm. So a pink and blue hyena. You, yeah, you have more experience with the, the furries than I, though. Right. So I I think you might be able to translate I a used bit. to work at Grand Sierra Resort and Casino mm-hmm. in Reno, Nevada. And they have one of the biggest furry conventions. I'm sure Sparkle knows all about that one. Yeah, so maybe, I'll have to ask. <laughs> maybe you were there at the same time, but you just didn't know. Right. I guess we'll see. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, Austin, can we can we give Sparkle a call? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Howdy. Hello. Sparkle. <laughs> um, so my name's actually Felix. Um, my pronouns are he, him. And, um, it's really funny that, um, you know, that people call me by the username. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Okay. So your real name is Felix, but your fur name is Sparkle. Also Felix. Also Felix. Yeah. Sparkle is just a username. Oh, okay. oh, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. All Felix. So we just wanted to talk to you today. Thank you for waiting and joining our call. Um, yeah, but I just feel like, me. yeah, of course. I feel like people have some preconceived ideas and notions about the furry community. Um, and I don't think, I think people, a lot of people are intrigued by it, but don't take the time to like fully research it themselves. So today I just want to maybe give some insight to people who might not know. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So how did you, how did you find out about furries first of all? So the furry fandom is not a unified collective. Um, I would say that my first like furry experience was when my mom got me a unicorn Halloween costume at about five years old. <laughs> wow. um, that was the first time I was like, wow, dressing like an animal is really fun, you know? So- and I want, I knew that that was really fun and that was just something I enjoyed as a kid. And as a child, when people asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I was like, I want to be a horse. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. I feel that. So can you be any animal if you're a furry? Like, can you be a liger? Absolutely. 
Okay, so it doesn't have to be like in the animal kingdom per se. You can be anything. People have hybrid personas. People have fictional characters. A lot of people have uh, species that they have designed themselves that are their own personal fictional species. That's cool. So what made you choose being a hyena? Um, I think that hyenas are really cool because they're kind of genderqueer. Um, They're really misunderstood. They are seen as kind of like, and this is because of the Lion King, like solely, right? They're seen as being like gross and like dumb, you know, whatever. And um, so I really resonated with that. They're actually extremely intelligent. Um, hyenas have a social structure that people compare to like chimpanzees or higher primates. Um, they are matriarchal, uh, which I think is super cool. Um, I think it's like, they're feminists, you know? (laughs) Um, I just think that hyenas are really, really cool. You know, they embody the ability to be both cute and gross at the same time. Right, yeah, because they look almost like they could be your pet dog, but they have, like, personalities of, like, vultures. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. necessarily say that. They still definitely <laughs> have personalities similar to dogs, you know? Have you They're... met one? Hmm? Have you met one? A hyena? Yeah. Outside of a zoo? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, <laughs> but I, I do, I have watched a lot of, like, documentaries on them. I follow a lot of, um wildlife biologists that Uh research them and they're pretty misunderstood like i said they're not dumb they're very smart they're very loving they're very cuddly they have close friends within their social networks Mm. um and yeah they really just are kind of like misunderstood dogs that have a bad reputation for like no real reason Right. Yeah. Do you have, can you show us your head or costume? Yeah. So oh, here's it's my so little pretty. guy. He looks oh. bigger because um, he's between the camera and me, but like, it's actually yeah. not. Yeah. Good. I know. Did you have it like custom Here. made or, or how did you yep. get it? Okay. How yeah, much is a furry it. costume? Uh, absurdly expensive. How much? So the heads, the like uh-huh. market range for the heads starts at like one to two thousand. Whoa! Just for the yeah. head. Just for the head. <laughs> okay, I was not expecting that. I thought you were yeah. Say, like... Well, they're all handmade. So... Um, every costume is made. I'm sorry, the thing is mirrored, so I keep leaning the wrong direction. Every costume is made by usually just one person, one individual, and they take a really long time, obviously, you know, it's a lot of work that goes into one of these. So even at that price, the majority of people who make fursuits don't even make minimum wage at the end of the day. Like, really? Yeah, absolutely. And I actually have two. Um, This is Uh the second version of him, but I actually have this other one commissioned um, in like... 2018 2019 and this one because like obviously everything has gone up in price so it at that time I think I only paid like 800 for this and that's like that was good even at the time but that's like insane now you cannot find them that cheap so can you this resell one was it? like in the UK range oh wow can you resell them or like is would you not do that um, yeah, people definitely resell them all the time. Yeah. They don't like, they definitely depreciate in value for the most part. Um, 
Mm. It depends. Like I have like, because I have like a good amount of followers, I would probably be able to resell mine for like as much as I bought it for. Um, But you know, it depends on how much people like the character and like clout, you know, associated with it. (laughs) So is there like a furry hierarchy? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's so funny. I don't even know how to answer that necessarily. Like, obviously people who have a lot of followers like are going to be more well known but Mm -hmm. it's actually really isolating just like it is in any community because people see you as like different when you're just another person you're just another guy we're literally just another guy in an animal costume so Mm -hmm. for the most part we're all like pretty chill and I would say there's necessarily like yeah, I wouldn't say there's a higher. <laughs> so, do you do you go to like the conventions and meetups and stuff? Or? Yeah, totally. I host uh-huh. a lot of my own uh, meetups oh, okay. in the city I live in. Okay. So, is there any? There's no drama between the furries. It's like oh, Lamau. No, no, of course there is. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my! Can you tell us some tea? Can you spill something? So, um, everyone knows that the like. The stigma, the stereotype outside of the furry community is that it's a sex thing, right? And that is not really true at all. And Mm. so what's really funny is that it's actually far more taboo within the furry community to do, like, not safe for work stuff or, like, have porn of your character. It is way more taboo within Mm. the community than it is outside of it, which is very funny to me because, like I said, the, the social stereotype is that it's a sex thing for everyone that it's a kink thing Mm -hmm. and so um because people have pushed back so hard on that stereotype it's actually kind of gone the opposite direction so in the last couple of years there's been a big wave of like puritan culture within the furry fandom and it's so crazy like yeah it's pretty crazy people will like accuse each other of horrible things for like absolutely no reason like somebody had like okay so there's a couple like stylistic things in fursuits that like come and go so one thing is that like having um and this isn't like super popular it's just like some people do it but like one person had an embroidered like x butthole on their suit (laughs) just as like a joke like it's just funny you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And people were accusing them of being like uh, a zoophile or something because of that. Oh. Like, it's not a real hole. It's literally just an embroidered thing. Like, you right. know, on like the stupid Japanese, uh, like little cat artwork. Right. Um, right. The little cat butts. <laughs> so, and so it's really funny. So they were accusing them of doing like bestiality and like, yeah. Interesting. That because that was what I was one of my questions for you. Um, like what anything would be like looked down upon in the furry community, but it's like them being zoophiles or bestiality. Right. And that's because like, yeah, no one nobody is like just flat out. Um the people like furries are not attracted to animals. Most of us do not view fursuits as a kink thing. For me personally, like I'm asexual. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Like what does asexual mean to you? Or what does that mean? I'm not personally really not familiar. 
So personally for me, I consider myself demisexual. So I experienced romantic attraction, but not sexual attraction. Don't really have any interest in having anything that can be defined as like sex with people. But I am definitely like very romantic. I'm a hopeless romantic. And I love, I've got a boyfriend. I love him. Um, We are extremely romantic. We're like very close, um, everything like that. Um, but yeah, we don't really engage in the sexual side of the fandom or. So is he asexual too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like you need both of you guys to be asexual for that to work. Well, a lot of furries are polyamorous. Non-monogamy is pretty common because here's the thing. The furry community is mostly queer. Um, Mm. basically cis cisgender heterosexual white men are the smallest demographic in this community Uh, uh and it's really like a safe haven for queer people for that reason Mm. so a lot of people are non-monogamous so you actually do find um a lot of examples of asexual people in like polyamorous relationships where not everyone has the same sexuality so are furries meeting up at conventions and having orgies in their fur costumes if they are i'm not interested in going to them so i literally <laughs> know that's not your scene yeah <laughs> yeah pretty um, much. it's a okay. furry community is huge so yeah. just the same way that like um people probably have orgies at uh cosplay and anime conventions as well um Mm -hmm. they're adults you know when you have an adult community like yeah people are probably going to have sex but it's definitely not what is considered like baseline or something that you can assume that everybody participates in mandatory yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely not um have you made any money from being a furry like do you make money off of like appearances or anything um not off of like fursuiting um i do um i'm a freelance artist i do uh animal art um i do a lot of like i sell i sell my artwork and that Mm -hmm. is how i make all of my money so like here's one i i've got some stickers that i made so like this is one of the little stickers it's just fucking cute just do crap um i'm actually partnering with fuego the that's the mall store, the like hot topic for hipsters. I don't know if you're oh, familiar. Um, no one goes to malls anymore, but I'm yeah. actually right now I'm negotiating with them to start selling some of my merchandise in their stores. So oh, cool. I do make all of my money off of it, but the majority yeah. of furries have like a regular job. Yeah. Uh huh. So did you meet your boyfriend at a furry convention? Yes, but shockingly, he's actually the first and only furry that I've ever dated. Um, we've been together for over a year now. And yeah, before I kind because like I have hobbies outside of this. Most people do. Right. Um, so before I met him, um, pretty much everyone that I dated, I met through like school or work or like I'm really into the local music scene and art and like I used to do before the pandemic I used to go to a lot of like house shows and galleries and stuff like that so my current boyfriend is yeah the first and only furry that I've ever dated (laughs) okay so do you guys go and like dress up together and go to the conventions together still or is it just you just met a one and then now you continue your relationship just 
Um, we both, we do go to conventions together, but it's actually really funny. I prefer going to conventions alone, and I still basically do, because we have complete polar opposite, um, want, like, what we want to do. I love fursuiting. I think it is really fun. Um, as you can see, like, I basically... I'm a goth, like, actually. Um, I wear, like, all black. I'm pretty boring. So it's really funny that I have this, like, bubbly pink character. Yeah. But it's also really fun. Like, I don't really get a chance to be high energy and bubbly and super mm. energetic in my daily yeah. life. When you're... Um, it also takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, when, you're, when you're in your um, fursuit, do you, like, envelop the character? Like, do you, like, take on the persona of it, would you say? Yeah, it's pretty hard okay. not to. Yeah. Um, I wish that you guys were here so I could let you try him on, because <laughs> it's like, once you have it on and you look at yourself in the mirror, you're literally looking at yourself as a big, fluffy animal, so it's, like, really right. hard not to get excited and, like, have fun with it. Yeah, that's right. what I was thinking, like, the element of being able to be, like, uh, anonymous would be fun. <laughs> there is like, no anonymity to it at all, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, everyone makes their own personal character. So this is the only, like, I designed this character. Um, this is the only one of him in existence. This character is, like, tied to me. So it's actually really funny because you have the anonymity when you're not wearing the costume. Like, basically, no one's going to recognize your human yeah. self. But um, it's extremely, like... Yeah, it's like the opposite of anonymous when you're actually wearing the uh, costume because do everyone some, will recognize you. Do mm-hmm. some people dress up as like, like an actual like grizzly bear, like not like cartoon? You know? There's a whole variety of styles. So yeah, so there are two main styles. Uh, well, three. There are three like main styles of fursuit. Um, mm-hmm. This is a toony guy. Um, he's a cartoon, you know, mm-hmm. character. He is, yeah, he's a cartoon. And some people do have uh, hyper-realistic fursuits instead. Mm-hmm. So the cartoony ones like this are typically built on foam. He's, like, squishy and soft and, and malleable, which I like because he's, like, cuddly, you know? I can give people hugs. But the realistic suits tend to be built on a base made of hard resin, and mm. so they look really pretty. And also the hard resin makes it so that you can have a moving jaw. So they'll have like a jaw attachment. So when you talk, the jaw moves. You can't really That's do that cool. with foam because it's soft. Yeah. So some people do resin suits to have like a really high realistic look. But the drawback is that they're very uncomfortable compared to the foam bases. And if you go to hug somebody or you like say you trip and fall, you know, it's going to hurt. Like, it's going to smack you in the face. Yeah. And then the third style is the uh, kimono style, which is, like, more popular in Japan. And the kimono style is more like anime. The the American cartoony suits have, like, a really big nose and really big, like, ears and stuff like that. So typically, the kimono suits have a really small nose and mouth and really big eyes. The eye bases that are used on this guy, and also his eyes actually just pop out. Uh, I'm not going to do it because it's hard to put them back in, but it's so that he can be cleaned easily. But these eyes are actually a kimono-style 
I from a Japanese maker. So typically the cartoon, even the cartoony suits in America usually don't have eyes this big, but that's like Mm. semantics. So let's say you're at a furry convention and you meet someone that you really vibe with and you like a lot. And then they take off the fursuit and they are, you like are not attracted to them at all. Has that Um, ever happened to you? Like you get catfished by a furry? That's so funny. Well, like I said, my boyfriend is the first and only furry that I've ever dated. I'm demisexual. So like I feel attraction to people based on their personality. So to me, it wouldn't matter. I'm extremely lucky that my boyfriend happens to be extremely sexy outside of a fursuit. (laughs) Um, But I think that for a lot of people, they don't really care. But I'm sure that some people have had that experience before if they're like really shallow about it. So you can still be sexually attracted to someone if you're asexual? Demisexual is considered a part of the asexual spectrum. So Mm -hmm. the demi part just means that you are attracted to people instead of uh, how they look and how they're like, what their gender is. It's about how you connect. So it doesn't imply that there's a sexual attraction. That is just the name for the identity. Uh, Although some demisexual people do experience sexual attraction. Um, But for me personally, I am like hard ace and also demisexual. Mm -hmm. So hard ace means that you don't like to have sex? Yeah, pretty much. Have you ever had sex before? Yeah, of course. I mean, not ever. I'm sure that some people haven't, but it's like... You know, I was a teenager. I was, like, figuring Trying out what I, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, you wouldn't consider yourself gay? I am. Well, I mean, yeah, I would. I would consider myself gay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that, okay. Like, you don't really feel as much connection to a female? Um, so, I'm a trans man, um, uh-huh. but I also don't feel like I have a binary gender um that calling myself a man is really just for the ease of everybody else to make it easier for them but it's like if I'm getting into it like I don't really feel like I have a gender um Uh I choose to present that way because it's what makes me happiest and most comfortable but um yeah I've dated women too like like I said with demisexuality you're not attracted to people of a specific gender. Well, yeah, right. Um, but it's, I would consider myself gay regardless of who I'm dating. Yeah. And I saw um, one of your Instagram posts. You were talking about how wearing the fursuit gives you, like, a gender euphoria. Yeah, totally. So so do you consider um, being a furry a gender? Or is that a... Um, I do not consider type? being a furry a gender, but fursuiting and designing characters and whatnot is a really easy way to explore gender and gender presentation because obviously when you put on a costume you can present as anything you want so the way that I actually realized that I was trans is that I just like and I had this was the same character right but at like the character was a girl at the time now context um I designed this character when I was 14 you know, mm-hmm. I was like really young. So mm-hmm. I didn't even really understand yet that like being trans was an option or like mm-hmm. even what that meant. So I just for fun, I like gender bent this character in art and mm-hmm. I went, oh my God, 
oh my God, I really like that actually. And I like had some of my friends, I was like, you know, could you like use he, him pronouns for me and see how it makes me feel. And I realized that it actually made me really happy and that I was much happier being seen that way and, and whatnot. So I would definitely say that like, being a furry is not a gender in and of itself, but it is a really common way that people explore their gender identity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I would like to know, is everyone sober at these conventions? Because it's, it seems like it's hard to drink through a fursuit. <laughs> um, it's not, well, it depends on the fursuit. This guy's got a pretty, pretty wide mouth. Um, I can get a full <laughs> water bottle. Like I can get my full <laughs> hand up and in there. Okay. Um, so I definitely, yeah, I'll drink a beer in this thing. Um, okay. I'm, personally, I'm personally sober, but that's because I have a heart condition and um, I've been trying to find the right medications and it's like every medication I take, I can't like do anything fun with. So that's right. like my own problem. There yeah. are definitely like, like I said, there's no unified furry yeah true so there are definitely some people who are going to be drinking and like doing whatever and there are some people who aren't at the furry like conventions and meetups do you guys not take off the mask by any means um no no one really cares that much if you're too hot you're gonna take it off but um yeah they're gonna get Get blacklisted from the convention (laughs) i just i would like to see like uh a squirrel getting white girl wasted or something (laughs) that's so funny because i've got a friend who is uh, who's got a squirrel suit and that is absolutely them they they are they are the white girl wasted (laughs) that seems like that would be the furry to get white girl wasted right totally like a cow yeah no a cow a cow would handle its alcohol (laughs) (laughs) um have you ever been to the furry convention in reno um Reno, Nevada. The BLFC. Uh, is that the Grand the, Sierra? It yeah, was like actually, a huge yes, one. actually, my first. So that is yeah. So that is BLFC. That is called okay. Biggest Little Furcon. It is one of the most uh, popular furry conventions. Yes. And that is where me and my boyfriend started dating. We didn't meet there, but that's when we started. Like a, that's when we made it like official. And yeah. I've actually only gone once. I went this last year. And uh-huh. it was so much fun. Oh, my God. It was the best yeah. I've been to so I far. worked at that casino, and, like, we worked on that floor. So I would, like, walk by it for, like, five days straight. It was just furries running and walking Absolutely. all around. I was like, wow. It's so much fun. It's a wonderful <laughs> location. Yeah. It seemed like That's a great so time. That's so funny. What a full circle. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So, it's one of the most popular furry conventions in the United States, though. So, like, almost everyone has been. Right. Uh, so when, did you go to high school or like in actual public school? Um, yeah, that's funny. I wonder why, would, would you think I haven't? <laughs> oh no, I was just wondering because some people are, I don't know, online, homeschool, yeah. COVID, yeah. but I was yeah. just wondering if you had any desire to be like a, like a mascot or something through high yeah, school so, or college. Um, I'm from Seattle, Washington. Um, I went to high school up here. I was really lucky. I got to go to an alternative school that was just so cool. It it was basically like an art focused high school. So um, what's actually really funny is that I am one of several furries locally who came out of that high school like at the same time. Um, We weren't furries like at the time being there, but it's like, Mm 
Um, I've always loved animal art. Like that's always been my favorite thing to draw is dogs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was kind of the natural progression because it's like, ah, who's going to pay me to draw dogs? Right. <laughs> Would you ever try to go into the furry making business, like the furry suit making business? Um, it even Even though they're so expensive, um, like I said, they take a long time to make. So it's not actually a very lucrative career. Um, I have worked with some fursuit makers before and it's really fun. Like I just love crafting. Like I just, I'm crafty. Um, but it's just like not a very viable career and it takes so much time that it's really hard to have like a normal job and do it or even what I'm doing, like even doing freelance art. Um, I spend all of my time drawing and also just doing like managing my business so mm-hmm. I wish I had time. Yeah. 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 If I yeah. did, I would totally get into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet there's not like that high of a demand for fursuits to make it like a wholesale operation type of thing. It, it depends. The market is the worst now that it's been in the like almost 10 years that I've been in the community. Um, and it really depends on who the maker is too, right? So um, this guy... Sorry, excuse me. This guy is from a relatively new creator. Um, They're on Instagram. Their name is Conjure Creature. That is the studio that made this. Mm. And they're doing fine, it seems. Um, But this one, when I got him, and this was made by a friend of mine, um, Uh the studio that made this is called Way Sweet. And it's like curds and whey. So it's W-H-E-Y, Way Sweet. Mm. Um, And when he when I commissioned this, he was like really struggling to make sales. And, um, a lot of it is just that, like, you know, you make them for somebody, you ship it off. And then if that person doesn't post about it a lot, like they're your source of advertising. Also, I'm sorry. It's like, he has nose holes. So they're like really fun to, to, I like holding them like a bowling ball. Um, but I, uh, because I have a kind of decent following on Instagram, um, And I made it with that, with that suit, um, that was able to like really help his business take off. And now he is in like pretty high demand. Um, he's got like 10,000 followers or so on Instagram Mm -hmm. and like more on Twitter probably. And so it really depends. Like, it's not just about how good the, uh, artist is in the suits that they make, but it also really depends on like if the people that they that they are made for actually like post them and wear them and like show them off and advertise. So are you going to be a hyena for life? You think? <laughs> um, I'm kind of roped into it now, aren't I? You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Two heads. Those are like a couple thousand. And the bodysuit, like the full suit for it uh-huh. was like, and the full suit for it was like extremely cheap for what it is. I think I only paid like 3000 for that. Um, but yeah, it's quite a commitment. Um, yeah, seriously. The can you full make suit, some? What? Sorry. Oh, I was just going to ask if you can make them from real fur. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was no. like, it would just be so expensive and inhumane. Real fur is, is more expensive even which oh, is funny really? yeah really? but uh it's much easier to work with 
Um, yeah, working with real fur, A, would be extremely frowned upon by the community. <laughs> um, yeah, and B, it would just be so difficult because... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just working Wait, one with it very difficult. Sorry, Felix, we're having technical difficulties. Well, thank you so much, Felix, for your time. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to give us a call and educating us about the furry community. Yes. I had fun. It was good to talk to you. Thank you for the opportunity. Whoa. Yeah, of course. Have a good day. Bye. Yeah, Bye. Thank you so much. For you Bye. It was so nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, you too. Thank you again. <laughs> Bye. Well, that was uh, an amazing conversation. It was quite riveting, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about the technical difficulties. We got things got a little wiry at the end, so yeah. we had to cut it off. Mm -hmm. But how did you feel? Or do you feel like you are ready to become a furry now? I think so. I kept thinking, like, what would be my animal? I know. I was thinking that the whole time. I really feel like I would be, like, a koala. No, I feel like you'd be, like, a frog. <laughs> you know what you would be? What? A snail. <laughs> okay, that's not even funny. <laughs> I think you have to be furry. I think you have to be a furry <laughs> animal. <laughs> okay, so why would, okay, you call, I, why would you call me a frog? <laughs> I don't know. You'd be a skunk. Okay, I've always wanted a skunk. Cool. <laughs> so. Nice. I see fucking rat. I, that's what you okay. <laughs> Honestly, I would be a rat. <laughs> I think rats are actually a very clean and nice animal to have. As a yeah, pet. I've always wanted a rat, like Loki. I used to have a rat. Of course you did. His name was Louis. Uh, um, but yeah, that was crazy. I always thought that they just had fat orgies at these conventions. A lot of them really do, though. Yeah. I remember when I did work at the hotel in Reno like walking by very slowly to like listen in on their conversations mm -hmm. and it was like a bumblebee and like a I don't know I forget what the other animal was like a horse or something but the <laughs> way that they were talking like oh yeah let's meet up at my room at six like it felt like oh really it felt like they were going to pound town the bumblebee's like buzzing and he's, he's like yeah. <laughs> I yeah. got to sound like yeah, a normal yeah well I'm sure that there's yeah there's some freakies within that for sure circle yeah along with any other social circle in mm -hmm. society and he, Felix was very nice it was he was a good yeah conversationalist mm -hmm. I've um, always wanted to talk to a freak. Always so. wanted to. Now we Bucket got to the list. <laughs> Check. <laughs> we got to the bottom of it. <laughs> What's next? Next step, we go. <laughs> Honestly, let's go and we can vlog it. But I'm not trying to pay thousands let's, of dollars for a first. No, nah, let's have a GoFundMe fund oh, for a furry <laughs> We need six k, everybody. Yeah. Fuck the girl that has fucking brain cancer. We need a GoFundMe for a fursuit. Two fursuits. <laughs> we can share Oh, one. we could be like the Siamese, like a cat and dog, like cat dog. And we're together, you know? You know, like the cartoon character. Like I'm a cat, you're a dog? But they're conjoined, so it's just one costume.
Oh, I've never seen that before. You haven't watched the cartoon Cat Dog? No. What, <laughs> what the fuck on Cartoon Network? No. That was like I've my never favorite seen show. That. Oh, it's like a yin and yang thing. They were attached. Oh, okay. <laughs> like connected. Like a conjoined. Connected twin. from like the butts. Okay. <laughs> I don't really want to be connected to you for a full day. <laughs> <laughs> with you enough uh okay moving on enough about furries <laughs> enough, enough furry talk for the day yeah that's enough i i think i got my furry fill for sure me too for the day tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow we're going again anywho what have we been up to i just got back home to la i went Back to my hometown for Mother's Day. Mm. And I was with my cousin. And we're thinking, we're like, I want to see my old childhood house. Because I haven't been there in years. And my parents sold it uh-huh. like years ago. Yeah. And uh, I heard, apparently, through the grapevine, that it is a retreat for people to do ayahuasca. Oh, I didn't know it's for ayahuasca. Yeah, it's an ayahuasca retreat now. That would be scary because your house felt haunted. It was 100% haunted, yeah. So So on ayahuasca, I feel like I'd be like... Possessed. Out of my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I, my childhood house is kind of rural, in a rural, rural area. You can never say that word. It's like 20 minutes from town. Yeah, it's, Any like, town. in countryside a little bit up northern California. Mm-hmm. Has a little bit of land. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, on acreage. And... Great times. Early yeah, early. I spent my whole childhood ha- there. So, same with, like, all my cousins and everything. Mm-hmm. And so, we drive by it, and there's just, like, cars parked all along the, like, field in the driveway leading up to the house. There's, like, a greenhouse. There's tents all across the field. There's, like, some fucking shirtless Bear Gorillas guy looking, <laughs> I don't, like, shaggy-looking dude just shoveling, like, making a... Um, they had, like, a homemade sauna where it was, like, a dome of a tent, <laughs> and they had, like, a fire pit in the middle, and what? there were just, like, a hell of people inside. And this shaggy like dirty looking guy was just like shoveling into the didn't fire. they say it like um a girl from game of thorns brought, bought it thorns game of thrones oh yeah game of thrones. yeah an actress that was on game of thrones so it. it's her ayahuasca retreat? it's like a non-profit ayahuasca retreat like she bought it as like a non like for like nonprofit. So for it to evade taxes because that's what rich people do. <laughs> oh, so it's not a nonprofit, really. No, it is, but like you, pro- they profit off of it. It's like a tax write off. So can I do it for free? What? Like nonprofit means that. Oh like- well, it's for indigenous healers. So if you're an indigenous indigenous <laughs> healer, then yeah, I don't think you are though. <laughs> okay whatever that means i don't know apparently they have like drum circles like kumbaya that's what you're supposed to do at ayahuasca retreats yeah they're like three or four days yeah my my dad ran into someone and he was like yeah i just got back from an ayahuasca retreat and he's like oh where at and he's like literally at your old house like in (laughs) on the street um which is so funny because I was thinking to bring it back full circle. Uh-huh. What if 
to heal all my like familial trauma. You did it there. We all went to our childhood house and did ayahuasca together. Oh my god! And then we'd be like, we'd—I don't know—transcend. Like our whole family. Yeah. <laughs> Would that be crazy? Moms too. Our grandma. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. I think, I think we need it. I. That would actually be so lit. Yeah. We should talk to her. I just don't think I would do ayahuasca until I'm a lot older. I want to do it. I want to do it very bad. Like you would do bad. it right now? Um, Maybe. Yeah. I feel like in like Peru or something. Like make a little trip out of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do but it. But I was listening to, like, Scooter Braun. He's done, like, all the hallucinogens. And he said that the most powerful thing he's ever done was just, like, a breathwork retreat in Arizona versus, like, it was more powerful yeah. than yeah, ayahuasca. Yeah, you can start hallucinating from breathwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn, I just want to do that, honestly. Just breathing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, who needs ayahuasca when you have air? yeah. Uh, I, there's a kid from my high school that actually went to Peru and died during an ayahuasca retreat. Mm, yep. And. And they tried to just bury his body. Yeah, they, like, did something sketchy, and they think that it's, like, it was, like, a whole murder mystery. I'm not trying to go cheap when I do one. That's why I'm not doing it anytime soon. Like, I would pay, like, I would want to pay, like, 50000 Yes. Well, yeah. I'm not trying to play around and, no. like, do, I don't, do a group on ayahuasca. Dude, retreat. yeah. I don't want to go fucking behind the Popeyes in the parking lot and just do ayahuasca with, like, a fake fucking healer. I just would not. They have so many retreats right now popping up uh, in yeah. their fake healers. Actually, my aunt was saying that she did ayahuasca. And, like, <laughs> it was, she did it in Arizona with, like, not the right people and, like, the right shaman or whatever. Oh, and and um, you're either a vomiter or a shitter <laughs> to get it out somehow because it's, like, so toxic. Or you can be both. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. I feel like I would be a – I feel like I would be a vomiter. I feel like I would be a vomiter, yeah. too. I'm you such a vomiter. Too. Oh, I know. I vomit after, sure. like, any little thing. You just shitty. I can be because I like vomit like right away like it'll just like vomit where you're at like do you just can you like make it to the bathroom or do you just like, no I, I don't know I think because you know, that's disgusting <laughs> I think the safest bet is to just wear like full on adult Diaper. diapers and have like buckets next to you I don't know bro oh. it I, w- I really want to do it with, like, my mom. Like, I want to do it one time. In a fursuit? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to be, like, naked or just, like, <laughs> like... Okay, but imagine being in a furry costume on shrooms or acid. That would be pretty... Okay, shrooms or acid, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I feel like DMT or something, you'd be like, what am I? Or I want to do the toad, like Mike Tyson always talks about. Yeah, where you lick the toad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think... How do they even harvest the toad from that? <laughs> like, isn't it from, like, hella high in the mountains? He said that that was the most life-altering thing he's ever done. Licking the toad? Yeah, it was the toad. What did he say happened? Um, it literally turned him from like being a ferocious Mike Tyson to being like he like I just saw like love 
Oh, he's all zen. Yeah, he got completely zen and, like, he's like, I just wanted to, like, hug (laughs) and, like, love everybody. He went from biting people's ears off to trying to be a fucking Buddha. Yeah, I mean, he just had, like, like, a terrible childhood. So that's why he was just, like, pent up with, like, rage. And he was strong. So, (laughs) (laughs) So doing the toad, it made him, like, realize, like, oh, wait. I was pent up with rage because of this. Mm-hmm. I love, mm-hmm. I love life. Yeah, that's 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 gonna be the new wave. Maybe they'll have like dab pens that just have the the DMT? oil from the frog oh, in it. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I've tried like a DMT pen before, uh-huh. but I didn't like hit. I was like too scared to like actually hit it. So I, I just feel, did, like, a baby. Yeah, I feel like I'm not ready for DMT yet. My aunt said that ayahuasca made it feel like she was, like, actually dying. Yeah. You feel like you're, like, dying. I don't want to feel like I'm dying, <laughs> so I'm just going to not do it. Um, but anyway, I – so I went home for the weekend, and I was talking to this girl that I know, and she recently just – found out her boyfriend was, like, talking to other girls behind her back, Mm -hmm. which I didn't really think of this before, but if you're ever curious about if your significant other is talking to other people behind your back or cheating on you, Mm -hmm. you can just go on their Apple Watch and look at their messages. Because who puts a lock code or, like, a passcode on their Apple Watch? No one. That would be so. Yeah. That would be such a hindrance. No, yeah, because I was literally just on my Apple Watch because I'd be deleting hella messages from my phone. Like, I keep nothing, really, Um, especially if somebody takes too long to reply. And I was looking at my Apple Watch. I was like, oh, I have all my messages here. Yeah, yeah, you can just literally pick someone's Apple Watch up and read them. That's what she did, and she found out her boyfriend was talking to her, his ex-girlfriend, being like, "Pull, say it now, and I'll, like, get in a relationship with you. Like, So are they still together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy. So, like, why look for shit if you're not even going to do shit about it? Like, I would only, like, really look for evidence of, like, cheating and stuff if I, like, already wanted to be done with him. Mm-hmm. But it's like if I'm in love with you and like, but I feel like you're being dumb and like a little sneaky yeah. about shit. I'm just gonna be like, I'll just be suspicious yeah. of it, but I'm not gonna like look for hard evidence. Yeah, because now I'm gonna be like feel fucked up in the head. Yeah, no, for sure, I would not do that. Every time <laughs> like, when I was in a relationship and he like had his phone around i, I would, look, like, look the, the other, other way what? No. i close my eyes yeah i'm like i don't want to see shit yeah I don't want, even if it's like because no matter what if you look through someone's phone you're always gonna find something that you don't want to see right. whether it's not even like if it's borderline cheating or if it's like just something a little sketchy yeah, yeah. no i was like oh my um man's mm-hmm. chest the other day and he was just like going all through his messages but I was just like closing my eyes I was like I literally do not want to see but the fact that he was just having them open in front of me I hope yeah. it wasn't that 
it's uh, it's it puts them to the true test when they scroll through their feed with you right there. Right, like, that never happens. When guys, I know the fact that he's so open with it, I really love. Yeah, That's I so mean, cute. he probably just has people under different names. Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? Stanley. <laughs> I feel like that's happened before where someone had me, had my name under someone else's and then it got like I discombobulated. Oh yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> um, no, what happens? I don't think I've, oh wait, I for sure have done that. No. No, like I changed a guy's name to a girl's name. Right, yeah. Yeah. But is it like a random girl or is it like one of your friends? I'll use a syllable of like what their name is. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. So just like if his name starts with R, I put it as Rhonda. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, who are all these random middle-aged women (laughs) names in your phone? (laughs) Who's Lisa? (laughs) Who's Darby? <laughs> Gertrude. <laughs> Bertha, like the most unsuspecting and name. Say, W-Y-A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, come top me off at the W. Oh, that's just Doris. <laughs> yeah. Silly Doris. <laughs> uh, but how how have you been? What what have you been up to? Um, what have I been doing? What even have I been doing? You know what I noticed? What? When we went out the other night Uh to, I'm not going to say where, but when we went out the other night and this guy was buying us drinks, Uh I found it kind of sketchy, not sketchy, but a little peculiar why he like had a wad of cash and was just, like, paying for drinks. Like, I think that's a little bit too, like, yo, I have money. They do that, though. But why? Like, all, like, the guys I talk to with have a money. Like, they'll have black cards, but they literally will just have, like, a crazy amount of cash. I feel like that's... Just because they just have money in every way. But I feel like that's just such a flex for no reason. Like, why, what is the need to carry around a whole wad of cash... Right, like the black card really says enough. Like you, like you don't. It just need, seems like yeah. it's just kind of a lot to carry in your pocket, right? Right. Unless you're going to a strip club or something. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. They just like the cash on them. And a lot of places in LA are like cashless. Cashless. So. Sorry, they pull out the card. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um. What? Oh yeah. So we went out Thursday night. That was fun. Um, I kind of was just the inside girl for the rest of the weekend. Went out and watched the game. How do you feel about when people make Instagrams for their pets? Um, I feel like you're only allowed to make an Instagram for your pet unless if you're like Joe Rogan. Like his dog is so cute. And that's the only acceptable Instagram page for a pet that I will accept. Some people have... I, I know a lot of people with... Instagrams for their pets. I feel like they're pretty. No one makes an Instagram for their pet if it's ugly. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because no one would follow it. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it's okay. It's better than, like, babies. Like, it's just, like, 
It's the same vibe as a baby, though, because it's like you're right, like you're, rough, rough today. I had a long walk. Yeah, I'm mad. I had a rough day. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would never follow a dog. I don't follow one animal on my page. Good for you. And I'm never going to ever. Well, that speaks follow? for itself. <laughs> yeah, I follow Joe Rogan's dog, Marshall. Okay, pick Misha. How is that pick Misha? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I don't think we have anything else for you today, folks. Yeah, we got to get ready for this weekend. For our furry convention this weekend, yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure to follow our Instagram page at the Guilt Free Pod. If you have any anonymous questions or guilty confessions, please make sure to submit those With through love and light. our Instagram. And we will see you next week. Toodles. Ciao. Love. Bye.